court and confiscated at least two weapons from him. Yes, sir. Well, it was a pretty, uh, pretty active, interesting weekend, was it not? There was lots to talk about, and we're going to dive right in this morning. Good morning, Don. Good morning, Chris. Morning, Elaine. Hello. Trey Ware here. Thanks, uh, Sean, for getting up early last week. I appreciate it. Five hey, welcome back. Hey, thank you. Yeah. I appreciate that. It was nice to get away for a few days and uh, actually just, you know, work. As you could tell, I got my farmer's tan. Worked on my farmer's tan. Yeah. So I did all this Good stuff job. around the house. So right. I got all that. Well, I, I, you know, you're never done. So the right. one thing and then it's always and, something. And another thing and another yeah. thing. Yesterday it was a pool. I worked on the pool stuff yesterday. I new filters and all that kind of stuff. That's why I'm red from here on down. But you can tell where my t-shirt yeah, no, was. No, come on, man, because we know what happens when you're in that pool. <laughs> no, well, no, not this time. This work, was work. Man, they... I would, I didn't get in it. Mm-hmm. I, I seriously, no, I hate wet clothes. You guys are right about that. Right. But I, I was not in it. I was working on it. I had to put new filters in it and everything, and then we're working on the inside of that. It was a great week to do all of that too. By the way, it sure was. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah. So. Uh, I'm just going to dive in and start you know, talking about some of the stuff because there's big stories. Uh, Joe Biden uh, issued the clarion call to his campaign staff and says, let's tr- switch into campaign mode. He did that on Saturday. Can you, can you now tell they're in campaign mode? <laughs> you see what happens when a Democrat goes into campaign mode? See all the stuff we're dealing with right now? Three out of four Americans saying the country is on the wrong track. And in BC News poll, 75% of Americans said the country's off on the wrong track. Well, that's, that is a friendly poll, by the way, because that's NBC News, and they love this guy. Even the local affiliate talking about, did you see all those thousands and thousands and thousands of people who were protesting the abortion ban? What abortion ban? There's no abortion ban, number one. And number two, there were no thousands and thousands and thousands in downtown San Antonio. Anyway. Uh, three quarters of Americans believe that we're off uh, on the wrong foot with uh, with Joe Biden. Meanwhile, Buffalo mass shooting suspect has been flagged as troubled up to a year ago. It happens every single time, doesn't it? Every single time you hear of one of these mass shootings, come to find out FBI investigated about a year ago. FBI took a look at him. FBI decided to pass on him. He wasn't that big of a problem. He d- he just said he's going to shoot up his school. That's all. In fact, he was referred for mental health evaluation and counseling. I wonder if he was on meds. Anybody know? If you're on any kind of antidepressant, SSRI, or anything about any of that? Do we know? Anybody? Anybody? Authorities said the shooter arrived at the Tops Friendly around 2.30 p.m. wearing tactical gear, armed with a rifle, shot four people outside, went inside, shot a bunch of others, including a security guard who tried to stop him, but the guy was wearing body armor. Authorities uh, suspect the shooting was racially motivated because most of them were black, and a 180-page 100 manifesto reportedly written by the suspect circulated on social media. One of the things he said, folks, please pay attention. One of the things he said, if this is really him writing this manifesto, number one, he was a communist at one point. He hated conservatives also. But he wants media attention. He said that over and over and over and over and over again throughout this manifesto. I want media attention. I want to be focused on. By the way, black-on-black shootings every week in Chicago. Where's the media on that? There's mass shootings in Chicago, black-on-black. We want to hear some about that, too. We'd like to shed a little light on that. We'd like for the media to shed a little light on the black-on-black mass shootings that are going on in Chicago. Okay? Let's let's do that. The one that Chris started with was in uh, California. The most heavily gun-regulated state on planet Earth is California. They got about 130 gun regulations and laws. And then the church members had to grab him, took two handguns from him, and hogtied him. There with a, we hogtied him. He was an Asian shooting Asians, 68-year-old Asian man shooting Asians. National gas price, see, here's the deal. This is all news, but we want to remember what's going on. They don't want you to remember what's going on. Keep that in mind. The beginning of summer is here, folks, and it's going to be one hell of a summer because it's leading up to one hell of a time in November for the Democrats. This will be, this is going to be, I'm just telling you, strap in, baby, and hold on tight because this is going to be a tough, tough summer for the United States of America. 
It's going to be chaotic. It's going to be crazy. There's going to be a lot that's going to be thrown at you, and it's all intended to take your mind off of high gas prices, no baby formula, a coming food shortage, and all the other stuff, uh, millions and millions and millions of people coming across the border. I'm just warning you that this is going to be a nutso summer. Hang in, baby. Hang in tight. Pray to God. Pray to God. Pray to God. Stay safe. Buy some ammo. Gas price now, 447 a gallon. 447 a gallon is the national average for gasoline, 447 a gallon. It's going to go up uh, this week even higher, says Andy Lippow. The president of Lippow Oil Associates, also diesel, is up around between 592 to 6 bucks for diesel across America. What that means for you is you're going to go to the grocery store and you're going to buy some eggs. Those eggs are going to be real freaking expensive because gasoline or diesel was involved in every bit of that process from the fertilizer to the delivery of the of the eggs to everything else uh, you're going to go to the grocery store and you're going to buy your razor blades chris you're going to have to have razor blades again the price of razor blades are going to go up no matter what it is you buy it's tied to oil and i sent chris some sound this morning at joe biden on a campaign trail promising that this was going to happen back when he was running for president i just like to give you these little reminders along the oh you do have it okay this is just a little reminder back when he was running on a campaign joe is you're going to hear it it's a bunch of outside outdoor noise he's speaking in an outdoor rally and he's wearing a ball cap so he finds this was pretty amazing i mean so uncharacteristic for joe he scans the audience and finds a young girl that's so uncharacteristic for Joe Biden, isn't it? And he makes a beeline run for this young girl. She's probably, I don't know, early teens maybe? Something like that, somewhere around there? Makes a beeline run for her. And he's lifting his cap. I mean, you know, it's just creepy. The dude's creepy. He's lifting his cap. And I want you to look at me. And then he takes her by the hand and lovingly looks in her eyes. This is it, right here. Um, but, but you know... I want you to just take a look, okay? You don't have to agree, but I want you to look in my eyes. I guarantee you, I guarantee you, we're going to end fossil fuel, and I am not going to talk I guarantee you, I guarantee you, we're going to end fossil fuels. Well, he's working on it. Meanwhile, the Texas power grid, ERCOT, the operator, is asking you to set your thermostat 78 degrees or above. Avoid the usage of large appliances like dishwashers. <laughs> and uh, washing machines and dryers. Welcome to California, Texas, folks. We I warned you two years ago that this was going to be here, blackouts, brownouts. You know, you're going to have to restrict uh, your comfortableness and all those kind of things because the socialists that run the, the scenes, behind the scenes for the local uh, uh, city organizations and stuff have brought you this. I do want to take a second out before we take the break here that this is National Police Week. And um, this is a good week, a, a good reminder to do something that a lot of us do every time we see officers like at a restaurant or something like that. We, we pick up the check. There, there's just, just no I, – I have a group of friends that I hang out with, and there's no discussion about it. We see some folks walk in who are officers, and they don't pay the bill. Forget them. I don't care how many of them there are. I don't care what they eat. They don't pay the bill. First responders do not pay. And so we're moving into uh, National Police Week now. I've got a lot of friends who are in Washington, have been up there all weekend at the National Police Memorial there, and the big run that they have and everything. And uh, I I think it's pretty darn clear at this point how uh, significant it is that we continue to support our local police, um, to continue to support and, and support their families in every way that we possibly can. Uh, and make sure that they know that they'll always have uh, the support of us, the people who will always have their sixes. I'm talking about the local police. And so one small thing that we all can do is anytime they walk into a restaurant, just pick up the check. They don't, they don't get to eat. But also, you know what else works? Just a thank you. They don't do it for that. They do it because it's a calling on their lives. But a thank you is really a big deal. So this is a good reminder now during National Police Week to do it. Real quick, AccuWeather forecast pretty much the whole week, Chris. So here it goes. Sunny and hot and upper 90s right now. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. We will work together and continue to work together <laughs> to address these issues, to tackle these challenges, yes. and to work together yes. as we continue to work Together. Operating from the new norms, rules, and agreements. Right, right. Let's go. Okay. 
this is so much fun. Let me play with it for a second. I just want to play with it for one second, and then we'll move on to some of this other stuff that's going on as we get your news out to you this morning. That's uh, Vice, Vice President Kamala Harris, obviously, here. Uh, Trey Ware, KTSA. Um, and um, so she was talking about um, the U.S. Association of Southeast Nations Special Summit in Washington, D.C. All right. And um, she was trying to talk about I'm not real sure. <laughs> Do we have the bulk of it, Chris? I know it's, a, what, 34 seconds, something like that? Okay, why not? Let's let's run the whole thing. That way people can realize that I'm not taking it out of context. So here's Kamler. That is especially true when it comes to the climate crisis, which is why we will work together and continue to work together to address these issues, to tackle these challenges, and to work together as we continue to work together operating from the new norms, rules, and agreements uh-huh. that we will convene to work together on <laughs> to galvanize global action. Yeah. With that, I thank you all. This is a matter of urgent priority for all of us. Yes. And I know we will work on this together. Okay. <laughs> We're going to work together to work together. And we promise to work together when we're working together because it's so important that when you're working together that you work together because we are going to work together while we're working together. There's no doubt in my mind that working together makes all the difference when you're working together because you've got to work together. When you're together, you're working together. And when we're working together, we're going to be solving working together issues. The only thing that came out of that that made any uh, that came across at all was this new rules and new stuff that they're coming with. Okay, just so you'll know, remember when I brought it up here, next week they're all getting together for a World Health Organization confab thing, and what they're going to vote on is superseding the laws of a nation, including the laws of the United States. It'll be a treaty. Treaties have to be ratified. Let's keep that in mind, right? But this rabble that's uh, in charge now, they're probably going to cheat and uh, move it around to be able to get this thing in, but what, what it would do... You need to know about this. The World Health Organization could declare a health disaster in the United States and shut down everything. It would give them the power. In other words, our Constitution would become null and void. We would say to the World Health Organization, you're the ones with the power to shut us down. That's what she meant by new rules, working together. New rules are coming, and the new rules and the new guidelines and the new rules and the new guidelines. We're all laughing at her her, uh, being a dummy. Which she is with the whole, we're going to work together because we got to work together. When we're working together, we're working together, and working together, working together. See, that's the working together thing. Where she can really, she can give a half-hour speech and not say anything. Not a thing. She can use a lot of words and nothing makes any sense. But that one little nugget out of there, that's the one I want you to know of, the World Health Organization. And, the, and, the, and her crowd, Kamala and Joe and the rest of them, they're all on board because Klaus Schwab and George Soros and all of them have been pushing them in this direction. All right, so the very non-political Dr. Doom Fauci says that he'll leave the White House if Trump is reelected. Promises, 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 promises. <laughs> Don't let the door hit you in your little fanny. <laughs> Why don't you go now? Please, go ahead. This meeting, uh, Dr. Deborah Brooks uh, details in her book. She talked to us about this yesterday uh, on the show. She says uh, it was towards the very end of the Trump presidency. Uh, it was in this meeting, and, and you were there. And she says that Vice President Pence yelled at her when she called the pandemic one of the worst catastrophes in U.S. history. And she writes that she was disappointed that you didn't stuck, stick up for her in that moment. Uh, now, Dr. Fauci, I know for a fact, because I've spoken with you many times, you have stuck up for Deborah Burks on many occasions, but she says on that occasion you did not. Uh, do you remember that episode playing out that way? Uh, and, no. And how's, t- tell us about that. No, I, no, I, I don't, Jim. I, I don't recall that episode at all. And as you well know, uh, behind the scenes, in front of the camera, I always have been very supportive of Dr. Burks. And, and, and that's clear. You know that. I've been that way with you. So I, I'm not yeah. sure what she was referring to there. And let me ask you this, because I, I got into this with Dr. Brooks yesterday. If Trump were to return to the White House as president um, and COVID is still a threat or there's some other public health emergency, would you have confidence in his ability 
would you have confidence in his ability to deal with the, the a pandemic of, of this nature? Would you want to stay on in your post? Uh, well, no, <laughs> to the second <laughs> question. Uh, the, <laughs> the first question I think is, I knew the answer, you know, but uh, I had to ask you. Yeah. <laughs> Um, if, if you look at the history of what the response was during the administration, I think, you know, at best you could say it wasn't optimal. And I think just history will, will speak for itself about that. I, I don't need to make any further Wait, comment hold on, on that. Wait, hold agenda. on. Yeah, well, 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 I'll make a comment on it for you, Dr. Doom. Um, when Donald Trump left office, there were a couple hundred thousand that were dead. There's now well over a million. Let's look at the numbers under Donald Trump. Without vaccines, without therapeutics, without the advancements in technology and medicines that we've had since Joe Biden took office. Let's talk about that for just a second. Let's compare the numbers, Dr. Doom. Let's compare. And and Donald Trump had nothing except for the left who was fighting him. Remember, remember when Nancy Pelosi went to San Francisco and said, come party in San Francisco, breathe all over each other. Remember that? And Donald Trump said, no, it's not a good idea. And in fact, when he wanted to shut down travel from Asian countries, primarily China, into the United States, you're such a racist. You don't like the Chinese people, do you? That's all the Democrats of the left could say to him. That's all. And he went ahead and banned the travel, and it worked. And he didn't have... Uh, vaccines until about a month before he was leaving office or thereabouts. He didn't have it. Obama had given away all the ventilators, gotten rid of all the ventilators that we had in stock. They had to build ventilators. He did all that stuff. Donald Trump got all that done. Got it all done. And yet he was able to hold the number of deaths to just a few hundred thousand. Now, with all the medicines available, you can be triple, quadruple vaxxed now if you want to with a little booster on the side. You, you can wear all the masks you want to wear because we got plenty of PPE now. We got all the stuff. We got Paxlovid. We have monoclonal antibodies. All that stuff that didn't exist under Donald Trump. We got it all now to save people's lives. And yet more people have died under Joe Biden's watch than under Donald Trump's watch. So I don't want to hear it. It's a bunch of crapola. And we've always known that Anthony Fauci is full of crapola. So he can take his crapola and adios as far as I'm concerned. This Texas boy ain't going to cry over Fauci being gone. All right, so we've heard so much about the baby formula crisis. It is a crisis in America. It's not, it's not in any other country. <laughs> it's not. I know why it's a crisis here. I'm going to explain to you why it is a crisis in the United States, and it is Joe Biden's fault. But I'm going to explain that coming up in the next half hour. But let me tell you something. A food crisis is coming, too. A real food crisis. Not just baby food, but other foods as well. India knows it. India is the second largest wheat producer. They have now banned the exports of wheat because they're concerned they ain't going to be enough. India the second largest wheat producer on planet Earth, has now banned exporting wheat out of their country because they say, ain't going to be enough to feed our people, so we're not going to export anymore because our people, they're going to eat. From day one after the recall, taking steps like creating more flexibility for the WIC program to help rebalance the availability oh, formula oh, in the states. Oh, oh. There are more actions that are underway, including <laughs> looking at imports. But fundamentally, uh -huh. we are here yeah. because a company was not able to guarantee that its plant was safe. Uh -huh. And that plant has shut down. Oh, that's Pete Booty. The guy with a... He's the one who has one of those fake prosthetic boobs so he can breastfeed his child. He pretends to be a girl in his marriage. Oh, God. He's the transportation secretary. Good morning. Trey Ware here, KTSA 538. Okay, I, I got to take you through the... the uh, the shortest, because everything you just heard from Pete Booty is, uh, is a lie. It's it is a lie. He's talking about Abbott Industries. Abbott Industries has been ready to be open for months, but the FDA and Biden will not allow them to be open. In fact, the two deaths there were two deaths that happened with infants that they were trying to blame on the formula that came out of Abbott Industries. Well, guess what? It's just like the Tylenol scare. Remember, I'm old enough to remember the Tylenol scare. One person dies, and they shut down Tylenol. Remember all of that? Well. They went through all the investigations, and the FDA even cleared that Abbott plant and said, nope, it did. that was not the cause of the death in these infants. But you may not reopen 
Why? Because you because you may not. Because we're the because we're the government. We're telling you you can't reopen. So let me tell you why. Let me tell you what's going on and basically take you behind the scenes. As of right now, you have 26 states reporting that half of their retail stores are completely out, totally, 100% out of baby formula. 26 states, half the retailers in 26 states. Texas, Tennessee, Missouri, Iowa, many, many others. Major population centers without baby food. But you know what? It's not a problem in Canada. Not a problem in Canada. San Antonio. We have an unusually high percentage of families with small children. 57% of all stores in San Antonio do not have baby formula. 57% do not have baby formula. So I don't know how you feel about this, but this is probably just a little bit bigger problem than using the wrong pronouns. Oh, he called me sir instead of they. I'm a they, can't you tell? Look at my fingernails. They're they fingernails. They're not a sir fingernails. So you would think that the Biden administration would be all over it. I mean, they could if they wanted to, right? I mean, look at these people. They're the ones who have the power to control global weather. They can control human biology at their will. Nothing is beyond their power or their control, so they can certainly control this. But Joe's not hurrying to fix this problem. He just wants to joke about it. On Friday, he said, well, I guess if we were better mind readers, we would have been able to know this was coming. Are you kidding me? I told you about it late last year. In the middle of last year, I told you about it. Baby formula crisis on its way. Brian Deese, director of the White House Economic Council, said on CNN this weekend, we were aware back in February, and we had a team on this. Okay. So if they knew back in February they had a team on it, why is it here? Why is it a problem? Why is it impossible to buy baby food in stores like San Antonio stores? Why? Greedy mothers is what they're telling us. Greedy mothers. That's what the White House's answer was. Jen Psaki was asked that question. She said, well, we're seeing an enormous amount of hoarding. That's it right there. We see everybody buying the stuff up. All these mothers are just hoarding. It's your fault, Mom. You and your piggish little babies. They're always eating. <laughs> Every time you turn around, that kid is eating. Maybe if you cut that child back to one meal a day, it wouldn't be a problem. You know? Show some patriotic restraint here. Maybe feed that child once a week. America's moms are not hoarding baby formula. That's not the problem. The Biden administration is hoarding baby formula. The WIC program the WIC program, the largest purchaser of baby formula in the United States. So here's what goes on with the WIC program. The states award a contract to a baby formula manufacturer to provide the products to WIC participants. Then people who receive the WIC benefits take a voucher to the store. They buy the baby formula from that manufacturer. The government agencies get a kickback from the manufacturer in the form of a rebate, sometimes about 85% of the wholesale price. So in other words, the baby formula manufacturer pays the government to maintain the monopoly, and it's good business for people in the government. You know, big guy gets his 10%. It's been going on for a long time, by the way. Now, here's where the rub comes in and why we got a problem. I told you about Abbott Industries and, and the Joe Biden shutting down uh, Abbott Industries and keeping it closed, right? They have been making the baby formula for the vast majority of the WIC contracts. Abbott has been. The government essentially, under Joe Biden, had all of its eggs in Abbott's basket, essentially. That's where they were buying the vast majority of the WIC product. When they closed the plant in Sturgis, Michigan, because of this supposed contamination, that means the millions and millions of people who use WIC, and they used to buy it from Abbott, are now buying it from everybody else, buying it up like crazy from everybody else so they can take care of the WIC folks. So there's the one you got. That's number one. Where they were buying it from Abbott, now they're running out and they're buying it from all these others and buying it up so they can take care of the people who are on WIC. Women and infants and children. WIC. Free. Free. Free food. And then the government is now shipping pallets to the border to take care of the kids who are coming across. That's not true. Oh, really? 
Yes, it is. Elise Stefanik is talking about it. Congresswoman Kat Kamek is also posting pictures of those pallets showing up. And when asked to deny it this weekend, Nancy Pelosi did not deny it. Nancy Pelosi herself said babies are crying. We've got to get the food to them. There's never been a clear statement about this administration's priorities. Hey, American moms, your kids are too expensive. Why don't you just go have an abortion? Katie Porter of California, she's a congresswoman. She said that out loud. You're poor, have an abortion. Go back to work. Other Democrats said the same. Try breastfeeding, they said. Bette Midler, 76 years old. She said it's free and it's available on demand. An elderly, rich, liberal lady lecturing struggling moms to shut up, suffer in silence, make your baby shut up too. But for those of you who are coming across the border flooding the country, well, we welcome you. We will subsidize your childbearing no matter whatever it takes, even if the baby formula comes from American citizens and right out of the mouths, literally out of the mouths of babes. So that's what's going on. Clear mismanagement on purpose by this administration so that they could do their WIC programs and the border program. That's why you can't find baby formula on the shelves in San Antonio, Texas. Yes, Joe Biden did it. Yes, he did it on purpose. And yes, it's another area of concern that the American people need to wake up about this administration and more. AccuWeather and Chat. Um, this week. Okay, that's Miss McConnell. I stand with Rand. Rand Paul got it stopped last week because he wants to know what the money is going to be spent on. He wants an accounting of it. We don't have to tell you. Well, yeah, it's our money. And when we don't have it to spend, when we're having to borrow it from China to spend on a proxy war against Russia that no one has declared yet, even Steny Hoyer, last week when they were debating this, Steny Hoyer said, we are at war. We are? That's what he said. We need the $40 billion to spend because the United States is at war. When was the declaration of war requested by the president, and when was it approved by Congress? When did that happen? When were we attacked as the United States of America and we're responding in kind? What happened there? I want to know. And if you ask these questions, by the way, because I followed this closely last week while I was off, if you ask these questions like Rand Paul did, you're a Nazi. You're, a, you're sympathizing with the Nazi uh, Russians. That's all, that, that's all the left and the Democrats can ever say. The Democrats can only call names. They, they have nothing. They don't have anything to offer. So all they can do is call you a name. If you sincerely want to ask the question, you want to spend another 48 or $40 billion, which brings our total so far. Ladies and gentlemen, let's go to the tote board. We're at the tote board now. And so far, it's $58 billion billion U.S. taxpayer dollars being spent at a proxy war in Ukraine. Can anybody tell us why? What for? And what's the end game? See, the reason I asked the why question. Why? Why? The reason I asked that question. It's because if you can't answer that question, if you don't know why you're doing it, then there's no end. <laughs> we do understand that, right? If you cannot answer why you're at war, we're at war for this purpose. See, that was the whole point of our founders putting that in, that the president has to go to Congress and ask for a declaration of war. And the Congress is to debate it. The Congress is to say, why are we going to war? Why are we going to spend our treasure, which meant our men, and our dollars on a war? Why? So that we knew, we would know when that war is to conclude. When is this war going to conclude? Can you tell me? Can anybody tell me when this thing is over? Is it when Vladimir Putin is dead? Because it looks like he's going to die anyway. This tape came out over the weekend from a Russian oligarch, apparently, you know, a hot mic situation. He was saying that Vladimir Putin's really, really sick with the, with blood cancer, could die any time. Well, Okay, so what's next then after that? If, if, if this is true, I don't know if it's true or not, but if it is, and Vladimir Putin dies, then what, I mean, how long do we, and how much money do we pump into this? Do we have an endless supply of cash and an endless supply of time that we are going to pump into the Ukrainian war? Has Joe Biden ever approached the American people and said, this is the end, when this happens, that's when we're done? Has it happened? 
No, it has not happened. The border is wide open. We're spending billions of dollars to take care of illegal immigrants who are coming across our border, breaking our laws. There's no baby formula on the shelves. It's going to the south to the border. It's also going to the WIC program. I just told you about that. Inflation is out of sight, going crazy in this country. Gas prices are sky high in the United States of America. And yet, somehow, the American people are expected to spend another $40 billion in Ukraine. And nobody has said why. Joe Biden has not explained the end to this. So that's been my question from the very beginning, from day one on this. And, you know, like I said, if you just merely ask the question, well, you're a Nazi sympathizer. You're, you're sympathizing with Vlad. No, I'm not. Could care less. It's not my point. My point is, we're Americans, and America should be first. So what is the end game? How much, my first question and my only, well, my main question out of all this has always been, how much do you want to spend on this? Right now, it's $58 billion. That's right now. Do you want it to be a hunt? What's your, what's your top dollar? Is it $100 billion? $200 billion? Is it a trillion? What's the number? And until the president says, this is why we are doing this, this is why we are at war, Steny Hoyer again this weekend said, we're at war, the United States is at war, Mitch McConnell going over there telling, telling Zelensky this weekend, you're going to get your $40 billion from the United States. I'm with Rand. What is it for? If they can make their case as to why, and if they can make their case as to what this money is going to be spent on, we can, we can debate whether or not to do it. But until that case has been made, you can't debate it. All right, so a, a beautiful statue of the great, late, great Margaret Thatcher went up in, uh, in London over the weekend. And immediately, whack jobs came out and started to egg her statue. I pulled a quote from Margaret Thatcher, and I'm just wondering if this is why she, her statue was being egged this weekend. Quote, Freedom will destroy itself if it is not exercised within some sort of moral framework, some body of shared beliefs, some spiritual heritage transmitted through the church, the family, and the school. Margaret Thatcher. That's probably why the eggheads are egging her statue in London today. On the other side of the news, Clarence Thomas sounds off about what's going on with this SCOTUS mess. We've got that and more coming up for you. Trey Ware, KTSA. Mind readers, I guess we could have, but we moved as quickly as the problem became apparent to us. And we have to move with caution as well as speed. So full of stuffing, man. He really is. Because, um, his guy over the weekend, Mr. Deese, admitted uh, we knew about it back in February. I knew about it last year. I talked about it here on the show last year. The baby food crisis is coming, baby. Better get ready. Why? Because, uh, well, one of the reasons is Bill Gates got into the artificial breast milk business. Ugh. Anyway, 607, good morning. It's Monday. Trey Ware, it is National Police Week. We are kicking off National Police Week. Hug an officer, love an officer, uh, buy an officer some lunch, uh, a meal, dinner, whatever. Uh, just respect them the heck out of them. We have uh, learned uh, what defunding of the police does and look at what America is like today in the crime in the streets. Hi, Elaine. Hi, Chris. Hey, Don, anybody see the uh, uh, eclipse last night? Anybody? Nope. Slept nope. through the whole thing. Yeah. Elaine, yeah. uh, did you see it? You didn't see it? Chris, you see the eclipse? No. And a red red moon from last night. You know what I mean? It's the end of the world, so it's, it's here. <laughs> and uh, and the eclipse was awesome as well. Figures uh, that would happen on Monday. Of course. Yeah. Just, one of my, <laughs> just another thing to add to right. Monday's list. Yep. Um, I hope you didn't look at it with the naked eye. You know, that's a bad thing to do. Uh, make sure your eyes have clothes on them every time you're going to be looking at the eclipse. Right. That's what I've always heard. Yeah. Don't have, don't ever look at an eclipse. Have people a, nursing moon burns. Over the that's right. you got moon burn. <laughs> <laughs> I've had moon burn for years. Yeah, I bet you have. <laughs> yeah. My butt's been chapped for a long time. <laughs> that's exactly right. Anyway. Hey, hey, no need to show that now. Come on. You, you don't want to see it? Uh, not, not at the moment. Oh, it's red, no. too. That's right. <laughs> He was out working on the pool this weekend. I sure was, man. On natural. And I don't really no, I was not. I was wearing I was wearing t shirt and shorts and I do have my baloney. <laughs> That's only when I get in. Oh, I don't okay, like wet right. clothes. On your head. But <laughs> <laughs> But I do have and, and people used to give me a hard time about this, a farmer's tan. 
Because mm-hmm. I do have it. The, and it comes up, yeah, it's right. See, Chris has got one, too. And I don't mind it. I, I, you know, people used to laugh. You got a farmer's tent. Ha, ha, ha. So what? At least I'm outside. You, you know, a little sun might do you some good. I ride a motorcycle, wear a T-shirt. I ride a motorcycle. That's how I get a farmer's tent. Yeah. Brown here on my neck, brown on my arms, and I actually work outside. And so yesterday was, uh, yeah, pool, working on the pool, new filters and, you know, that kind of, because we're getting ready for some pool time. Going to have some pool time soon. Today would be a good day. Today's going to be awesome. Crowding 100 degrees again. Is that what it's going to be? Like 98, somewhere along in there. there. So, one of the things that I try to do, and not me being greater than anybody else, I've learned this from a lot of other people. Anytime an officer of the law or a first responder walks into a restaurant, I get the bill. So, being National Police Week, it might be a good idea if we all try to do that for them. Just a little appreciation. Sure. Uh, They don't expect it, they don't even expect a thank you. But I do like to do that, too. In fact, I, I tell you what else. A lot of us do this. A lot of us guys who go to Green, they, they hire an officer to stand in front of Green Hall because that intersection is stupid, crazy. <laughs> yeah, it sure is. It sure is. Yeah. And so, you know, that officer's out there in the hot sun and all that kind of stuff. Moving. We always go in to the general store and we'll buy a bottle of water and take it out there to the officer. So right. that might not be a bad idea. You see one out there working. Hey, here's some bottled water. Thank you very much for yeah. what you do. Nice gesture on a hot day. Yeah, National Police Week. All right, so uh, let me jump in here on Clarence Thomas because he spoke out over the weekend over the SCOTUS leak. I wonder how long we're going to have these institutions. Listen to Clarence Thomas. He is the longest-serving justice on the High Court of the United States. Came on in 1991. Speaking at a conference for black conservatives in Dallas, he said, the issue of the leak I do think that what happened at the court is tremendously bad. And I wonder how long we're going to have these institutions at the rate we're undermining them. And then I wonder when they're gone or destabilized, what we'll have as a country. And I don't think the prospects are good if we continue to lose them. Man, I hope that people are talking to their kids about this and explaining why this is so important. He said, when you lose that trust, especially in the institution that I'm in, it changes the institution fundamentally. You begin to look over your shoulder. It's kind of like infidelity in that you can explain it, but you can't undo it. If someone said that the one line of the one opinion would be leaked by anyone, you would say, oh, that's impossible. No one would ever do that. That was verboten. It was beyond anyone's understanding or at least anyone's imagination. This is Clarence Thomas speaking. Great words. He also talked about the family of the Supreme Court and how it's been fundamentally changed with some of the newest members that are coming on the Supreme Court and the people that they are bringing in as clerks. Sonia Sotomayor is one that we've talked about. She's a radical. She would do better in front of the Supreme Court with one of those bullhorns. Get your hands off my uterus! Get your hands off my uterus! That would be Sotomayor. So's the new one that Biden is putting on. She's the same way. I don't know what a woman is! I don't know what a woman is! In front of the Supreme Court. She'd be better at that. They're bringing in the most radical people they can find to put on the Supreme Court. So here's what... Um, Clarence Thomas said, he said, I sat with famously liberal Justice Ruth Ginsburg for almost 30 years, and she was actually an easy colleague to deal with. We may have been a dysfunctional family, but we were a family. You see, that was the deal. That what they talked about and what they what they kicked around on these opinions always stayed within the family, so much so that former law clerks will tell you that what they would do is when they would write such an opinion that would be a draft opinion like what was leaked by somebody up there, when they were done passing it around so they could all discuss it and make their comments and everything, because that's how it works, it would go through a shredder one way and then be turned and go through a shredder the other way so they ended up with just a tiny confetti, tiny, tiny. Don't, nobody could ever put it back together to read it. And it certainly was never leaked. But with the new radicals that are coming in, they're willing to burn down the institutions of this country in order to hang on to power. And that was the point that Clarence Thomas was making this weekend. He said, as far as uh, conservatives going to a Supreme Court justice's home, like what we have seen, and uh, by the way, just a, a side comment on that, every one of those people should have been arrested. That was in a violation of the U.S. Code. 
I looked it up and I studied it last week. You are not allowed to go and intimidate a county judge, uh, a, a district court judge, a Supreme Court judge of your state, a justice of your state, or certainly a United States Supreme Court justice. You're not allowed to do that. While there is a, 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 a case that is pending and a ruling that is pending, they are not to be intimidated in their car, walking from the courthouse to their car, in their home, or anywhere else that they may be staying. They may be staying at a hotel. You're not allowed to go to the hotel and pack the hotel and scream and yell at them. It's against the law one year in federal prison if you do it. So why were not all of them arrested? I can tell you, if they were wearing red hats that said, Make America Great Again, they'd all be roasting in prison right now. And we know that as a fact. We know that that would be the case. So every one of them should have been arrested for going to those homes of the Supreme Court folks. But Clarence Thomas said, Conservatives would never do it. That's uh, conservatives. You would never visit the Supreme Court justices' houses when they're not things aren't going our way. We didn't throw temper tantrums. It is incumbent on us to always act appropriately and not repay tit for tat. Said Clarence Thomas. It was good hearing from him over the weekend. Also heard from the White House late on Friday night. Earlier in the day, they had made a statement on White House official statement, and Joe Biden had also made a statement that there were no vaccines, no COVID vaccines, until he became president. The problem was, once he made that statement, and then it came out on the White House official Twitter feed, people started uh, showing pictures of him getting his COVID vaccine December 21st, 2020. December 21st, 2020 is when Joe Biden got his COVID vaccine. He was not inaugurated until late January 2021, a month later. So clearly there were vaccines available. Joe himself was vaccinated. In fact, Joe posted a picture on his Twitter account, Hardy Har Har, as if he actually runs it, on his Twitter account the day he was vaccinated. And that was a month before he became or was inaugurated as president. So, yes, the vaccines were available. So Friday night late, the White House tweeted, we misstated that vaccines were unavailable in January 2021. We previously misstated that vaccines were unavailable in January until January, uh, made available until January 2021. They were available before then. Yes, they were. But, of course, since it was Friday night, nobody saw it, right? I did. Wanted to tell you about it. Joe is just, he's just, he can't tell the truth. I can't think of one thing in 50 years of watching this guy, one thing that he's told the truth about. Whether it's been, I was a truck driver, I whooped corn pop with a chain, I had a million rides on Amtrak, all this stuff that he talks about. I flew airplanes. It just lies over and over again. He cannot tell the truth about anything to save his soul, and there were not any vaccines available until I became president. I saved the world by inventing. Just like Al Gore invented the Internet, he invented the vaccines. He was probably in a lab wearing a coat with glasses making the vaccine himself. Hand me that beaker over there. I don't know. But anyway, they, they had to issue a, no, he was wrong, and we were wrong, and, uh, and, and nobody paying any attention, okay? Thank you. 617 now, KTSA, Arthritis Relief Centers of San Antonio. If you deal with arthritis pain, you know, first of all, the soreness that comes along with arthritis pain, something you deal with on a regular basis and pretty much all the time, right? There's not a, it almost becomes an unwelcome friend that is always with you. You always feel that pain that is there. I understand. And then sometimes it really ramps up, might be weather, it might be uh, something else that, that causes the arthritis pain to really kick into gear. Now you really, you know, you've gone from a level 2 or a 3 up to a 10 in a heartbeat, and there's nothing you can do about it. you just got to take another NSAID and ride it out. Arthritis Relief Centers of San Antonio, they are helping so many people with these gel injections. These injections go in that joint there where the cartilage is basically gone, and, and arthritis many times means you're bone on bone. Well, these gel injections can help out so much. And there's a free no-obligation screening that's available to my listeners if you'll just give them a call at Arthritis Relief Centers of San Antonio and see if this is going to work for you. Real relief is available, and it's helping so many people, covered by insurance companies as well. That's Arthritis Relief Centers of San Antonio, 210-944-4902. Sunny and hot this week, highs in the upper 90s. Right 100 years of service on News Talk 550, KTSA, and FM 1071.
And I'm Trey Ware. Good morning. It is uh, National Police Week. It's Monday, 16th of May. Hug a police officer today. Say thank you, thank you, thank you for what you do. We really appreciate you guys. Ladies, Leo, my Leo family. All right, just some random thoughts here as we continue to work through the news this morning. Target now is now offering chest and crotch binding wear. That sounds like fun, doesn't it? Yes, that's where you go if you want to play dress up. Target is one big costume shop now. <laughs> chest and crotch binding wear. If you're a guy and you want to look like a girl, you can go over there and you can buy these. I don't know how it works, and I don't really care to know. But it'll bind your crotch so you look like a girl. What fun is that? And if you're a girl and you want to look like a guy, you can go buy chest binding wear. Ow! <laughs> I don't know, you ladies, if you think you'd enjoy having that done all day to you. Hmm. All right, the other thing here is uh, Joe Biden is supposedly going to use this debt forgiveness thing as an election thing. He wants to carry it through until the midterms. Hey, make sure you elect the Democrats so that I can do debt forgiveness. Look, here, here's how America works. Let's just get this straight. If you buy a defective product, you take that defective product back to the store where you bought it. Because you get a money-back guarantee on most things in America, or at least from the stores, right? It's how Walmart, Costco... Sam's, they all work that way. You buy something that's defective, you take it back to the store, and you get your money back. You return your diploma to the university that gave it to you as diploma. In fact, I'll tell you this. Don't ever go to a university, a school, that won't offer you a job guarantee, money back guarantee. Don't. Unless they're willing to do the same thing that those retail giants do and offer you a money-back guarantee, forget about it. <laughs> you don't need to go there because you're not going to get your hands on our tax money. That That's like you buying a stupid toaster somewhere and a stupid toaster not working, and then i got to pay for your toaster. No, you can jump in a creek. I'm not paying for your toaster. Take it back to the store where you got it. Do the same thing. You got a bad, bad degree from somewhere, and you can't get a job? Take it back. Tell them to give you your money back. Give it a shot. A Wisconsin school district has filed sexual harassment complaints against three middle schoolers for calling a classmate by the wrong pronoun. I want to throw up. The school district in Keele has charged three eighth graders at Keele Middle School with sexual harassment. After an incident in April in which the students did not say they to a classmate who had switched their pronoun to they. Folks, when are we going to stop this stupidity? Mom is at home. Rosemary Robodeau is at home. 13-year-old son Brandon is one of those in the middle school up there. Middle schooler. You know, a middle schooler is smarter than today's Democrat. You know that, right? Because a middle schooler can look at a boy and know that's a boy. A middle schooler can look at a girl and know that's a girl. Today's Democrat can't, can they? In fact, the Supreme Court Justice, who is going to replace uh, Stephen Breyer, says, I, I can't tell you what a girl is. Well, let me ask you a question. So these guys are going to be charged with sexual harassment for not using the pronoun they for this individual who wanted to be called they instead of he or she. How is it that misgendering is a uh, punishable offense if you can't identify a gender? Don't you think we have to have something that we can, standards that we can assent to as a society? That we all have to say, yes, that's a boy, yes, that's a girl, before we can start punishing people sexual harassment charges? Are you kidding me? In middle school? What is wrong with the people up there in Wisconsin? You a bunch of sickos? Meanwhile, I was hoping that while I was gone last week, all this transgender crap was going to go away, but obviously it didn't. The Disney-owned brand Marvel rolling out more transgender characters. The addition of Escapade. And she's not alone, Marvel says. She'll also bring with her her best friend and fellow trans mutant, Morgan Red. Morgan was there for Shayla. 
and escapade when she was first transitioning, and the two of them kind of supported each other through their transitions when they were kids, says the new mutant heroes. It was really important to me to have a whole community of trans mutants in this comic book. I think that Shayla has experienced some rejection because of her transness, but she's also found an amazing community that supports her and lifts her up. Well, good for her. 628, Trey Ware, KTSA, sunny and hot all week, high in the upper 90s. And I got to tell you about Pecos Fence Company. I did some some catching up on stuff that needed to be done around the house, and it was good to hang out around the house and get a lot of this stuff done. And I know somebody who's been working on their fence project now for about a week, and they've been buying the materials from Pecos Fence Company. A great thing. Because here's the deal. Pecos will, will do the entire job for you, turn key. If you don't want to get out there in the sun and do the labor and do the construction part of it, well, that's cool. Pecos will sell you what you need to do the job yourself. However, if you decide to save the money and you want to do that, then don't worry about it. You you call Pecos Fence Company. They'll sell you everything that you need for your fence project. It might be a repair job where you got to have a few pickets and stuff like that, or it might be you want to build a whole fence and you got some friends that are going to come help you out. Well, that's fine. Pecos will sell you everything that you need so that you can turn around and do that job yourself and save the labor, whichever works for you. You know, they've been doing this now for more than 60 years in the great state of Texas at Pecos Fence Company. They're the best I know of. Get a free estimate for your fence project at any time from Pecos Fence Company, 210-655. Blindster blinds are easy to install and guaranteed to fit. And right now, save 45% off any order. Just use code RADIO at checkout. Blindster.com. How long should I let it go? Oh, the whole five minutes. <laughs> five minute intro. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> okay, I should talk about this wow, first. I didn't know- Elaine moonwalking in there. That's awesome. That's great. No crotch grabbing. That's off limits. No crotch grabbing. That's, that's actually Chris. You know. Yeah. Yeah, we got to find her. <laughs> we, we went to Target. 636 now, Trey Ware, KTSA. He's Don, Chris, and Elaine. So, um, okay, I'll just address this because this was a conversation last week that I was having with somebody that to- today's short attention span world, you got to get it done in three seconds. So that song had a minute, 36-second intro. How do I know that? Because I talked over every last second of it <laughs> while I was a disc jockey on this station. Right. Right. And you'd fill up the entire minute, 36 seconds. Sure. You really would. Yeah. And so, uh, but today, and because it, that would just drive people away. They don't, they don't got the time for that, man. Don't, don't do that to me. Mm-hmm. So with the songs today... And I call it, I've written several articles on it. We're, we live in an eight-second world. you got eight seconds. you got to grab them in eight seconds. And so they, um, today they'll hit, the, 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 the most they'll have an intro, musical intro like that is about three seconds, and then you got to pay off. you got to go yeah. right into. Right into the hook. Right into the hook. Yep. Or else you don't get them. They're mm. gone. If you try setting it up with a verse first or something like Barry White, oh, baby, oh, 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 baby. No, forget about it. It's not going to happen not going to happen they're not going to listen to that you got to go right into why you're there why are you why are you taking right. my time all right so it's kind of like what back in the uh, early days of top 40 radio and if if you listen to the top 40 station we have here in the building yes the songs are all like three minutes it. thereabouts yep you know no room to breathe when i started it three minutes was a long song yeah when i first started yep that's exactly right um so okay the other thing was there's a controversy on my facebook page i just want to uh reestablish for just a second i mean it and it's true there's a picture of me uh that was a headshot of a single that i cut back in the day right. and uh, you were I like 14 years old in that well uh, and here's the thing nobody can believe that when they look at the picture they're like no you're at least 20 21 I am 14, but probably leaning more toward 13 in that shot, believe it or not. I'm actually a little bit younger. Mm -hmm. I'm on a low end of 14 in that picture. But people look at it and go, no, you're 21. Well, I was blessed and cursed with looking older because it was both. Uh, when I was young. Yep. Uh, I literally started shaving in third grade, not making it up. I'm telling you the truth. I got no reason to lie about this, you know, and so or anything else in my life at this point. So I had one of those uh, peach fuzz beards in third grade. My dad told me, there's my razor. Go get that off your face. And when I did, it came back like this. Sure. <laughs> Except it wasn't white like it is now. <laughs> <laughs> this has happened over time. 
Um, and so anyway, no, I, I, I really was. Uh, we had cut a single, and uh, we did some headshots for it. And I just came across it because we're going through a lot of the stuff at the house right now, old files and stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's a, I had signed it and written a note to my dad on the back of it. And Nancy had gone and had come across it and brought it into the room into my office the other day. And I went, oh, my God, I hadn't seen that picture in 40 years probably. But, yeah, I'm 14 <laughs> in that picture. I love the shirt in the picture. <laughs> the shirt cracked me up. You know, because you know, you know me. I the first thing I always look at in, in old photographs, I look at the wardrobe, and sure. I don't know why. Right, I don't know why. Uh, but but I because it's always the shirts we wore back then uh-huh. were unbelievably bizarre and open and, down and, to your navel. Yeah, exactly. Right. The you know, only thing you were missing was the Mister Mister T starter. You know kit what? And I don't have chains. any of that. Right. I didn't. I didn't wear that stuff. Yeah. I was not into it. And still not into jewelry. Yeah. Still not. But the the shirt is has all these like, jigsaw puzzle pieces all over, it. and I couldn't figure out the significance. Shiny. The, what was the name of the song? Was uh, it something about puzzles? It might it, it might have been. I don't. Yeah. I think it was. I don't. I don't remember. I don't remember. But uh, um, yeah, I <laughs> I had always I had a wardrobe of that stuff because you always wanted to stand out. Sure. At that time when you were yeah. doing stage work, Kenny Rogers told me one time he said. Wear a white suit, boys, so they can tell who you are. <laughs> I said, well, that's not a bad idea. I think right. I'll start wearing So there are pictures of me singing, and I'm wearing white suits. Well, today you get laughed. People always laugh at me and make comments about it. I don't really care. Yeah. Uh, but it's hey, blue jeans and boots You now. made some money. That's all <laughs> well, that matters. A little bit. Yeah. Not much, but I I had more fun than I had money yeah. and, and well, common that's, sense. That's, that that's how it is. Right. You know. But, you know, I was, same thing happened to me. I always looked older than I was yeah. when I was when I was younger. Yeah. Uh, my friend Doug constantly gives me grief about the first first time we met was seventh grade. So what are you, 12, 13 years old? And he goes, you walked in and you had like this full-face beard. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, no, you you know, I can bet that. I can yeah. believe that with you. Yeah. And the same is true when, with, with beer. You know, when I was 12, they, people would be offering me beer. I'd have to go, right. I, I can't drink. What do you mean you can't drink? I, I'm not old enough. What do you mean you're not old enough? You're 18 at the time. It's time is 18. Yep. <laughs> you're 18. No, I'm 12. <laughs> I can't drink. I'm right. only 12, you know. Yeah, that's where you and I are different. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was like, hell yeah, let's go. <laughs> you were a rule rule breaker. I was a rule follower. Yeah. They, I, well, I knew something was up when my mom would show up and slap the beer out of me. <laughs> well, at least she did. Yeah. <laughs> Good for her. All right. I wanted to mention something. I wasn't here last week to talk about this, and I just wanted to bring this up. Hooray and hallelujah to our friends at the Lavernia Independent School District. All right. They voted last week to allow their teachers to go to a course and arm themselves, and there's all kinds of things they got to do and go to this course and stay up with it. and so on and so forth. And, and I, I understand that because parents want that assurance that they're going to these classes and that they're getting these evaluations and all that kind of stuff. Lavernia, way to go, okay? Uh, this South Texas country boy supports the Lavernia Independent School District for allowing the teachers to participate in the statewide guardian program. Now, my personal belief is, and I'll make it perfectly clear so that it's unambiguous the second amendment is your guardian program i don't care who you are the second amendment says shall not be infringed that's what it says that's what it meant shall not be infringed so if you're a teacher then you should have the second amendment protections that everybody else has to be able to carry if you're a fireman i don't care what you are if you're a doctor and you got a doctor's office or whatever you are, Second Amendment applies to every citizen of the United States because the government didn't give that. God gave that right, not the government. So good on Lavernia Independent School District for allowing their teachers to carry. I understand why they're putting them through the restrictions because parents would demand that kind of thing, but uh, i got to tell you, I believe, uh, I believe wholeheartedly and completely in the Second Amendment. It means what it says for a reason. And if you want to protect people better, uh, safer, keep people safer, it's uh, law-abiding citizens who are armed and ready to do what's necessary to protect the people around them, particularly 
their loved ones and others as well. Well, I want to tell you about Lifestyles Unlimited. Lifestyles Unlimited is that real estate mentoring group that's going to get together and show you, teach you step-by-step how to invest in multifamily and single-family properties and start building your wealth, your nest egg, and one for your family that you can pass on to your family. This is the organization that's just, I, I have total faith and confidence in what they do because I did the program myself. And it's wonderful. When David Fisher, who just got back about 1 or 2 o'clock this morning from teaching at another city, uh, when he sits down with you and shows you this, and, and, and he'll do it, you know, you, you can do it in a couple of ways. First of all, you can do it in person, face-to-face, or you can do it online, right? You're going to learn step-by-step how to identify the properties, how to finance those properties, how to fix those properties up, how to manage those properties, and one day sell them for a big profit. And that you just keep going and keep going and building and building and building and building your wealth, and it's even a financial legacy you can pass on to your children and grandchildren. Here's how you can find out more about the what they offer you at Lifestyles Unlimited. Go to financialfreedomlivestream.com and use my name, Ware, W-A-R-E, as your promo code. That's financialfreedomlivestream.com, promo code Ware. Yep, the Stevens Roofing Newsmaker Hotline. You give them to the birds and bees. I want the money. Well, breaking news this morning, McDonald's is making it official. They're going to pull out of Russia after 30 years because of the war in Ukraine. And they say business there is no longer tenable. Also, on the business front, Jeff Bezos claiming that Biden's Build Back Better would have made inflation much worse. And Joe Manchin saved President by blocking it. He said Jeff Bezos did inflation is a regressive tax that most hurts the least affluent. It's going to be interesting to watch these two uh, fight because... Uh, Joe Biden is pushing now to um, uh, unionize all Amazon shops all across America. And, of course, Bezos uh, doesn't want that. So they're going to get in their own little Democrat-liberal fight over there to be fun to watch. Meanwhile, let's go to the Stevens Roofing Newsmaker Hotline, creatingrichalives.com. My friend Carl Eggers is joining us here to talk about what's going on with money and markets right right now. And what is going on right now? Well, we had a nice little little rally Friday. Of course, it was just a kind of a one-day reprieve, but it does remind remind us that, you know, markets don't go just straight down. And I think investors need to be looking at, you know, we're sitting here right now, Trey, with the with the Dow and the S&P down, you know, in the, in the teens. And so it's been a really bad start for not only stocks, but bonds as well. And I think investors need to realize that, you know, again, markets don't go straight down. And, and when we were sitting here during the dot-com bubble, and that burst and the market was was going down, you would have 20, 30 percent rallies, but they were still contained within a bear market. In other words, they would rally and then they would they would sell off again. And so I think investors need to choose their spots. If you're feeling like this anxiousness of I got to do something, you know, I got to go to cash, I got to protect my money. Just realize when you're feeling that way, you're usually close to a point where stocks are going to rally. and You may have a better chance to reallocate. And I'm not saying you shouldn't change your portfolio or shouldn't modify things as, as the data comes in. But when you do, it's really important because I, I think for those that are sitting back thinking about what happened during the, the pandemic in March of 2020, you know, had they sold and panicked out at that time, the market rallied tremendously from there. So sometimes as this news continues to come in, we're going to have rallies that don't make sense to people. And again, <laughs> I, th- I, I think we could be honest. I think we could be in a choppy market. That's going to frustrate both the bulls and the bears. You know, in other words, the, the people that are always pounding the table saying, Oh, it only goes up. It only goes up. You know, they're going to get frustrated, but also I think people that are saying the end of the world's coming too, they're going to get frustrated in terms of what the stock market does itself. Well, playing, try, trying to play it and play it and play it is an impossible thing because it's almost an unpredictable yeah. thing. And I, I've been reading a lot, the guys at Goldman Sachs and others, you know, Moody's and whatever. Uh, and, and many of them now, I would say most of them, and even most of them that have left to do other things are now predicting at least some sort of a recession. Uh, mm-hmm. what, they, what they can't decide on is the severity. Some are saying it's going to be deep and hard because it's going to be the only way that they're going to be able to they got to slam the brakes on. That's the only way they're going to be able to do it. Others are saying, no, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to be that deep and hard, but what we need to do is make sure everybody is prepared, particularly business and small business needs to be ready for it. Well, that's it, is that, I mean, they've pretty much admitted, okay, the only way to slow the economy down and slow inflation down so we cannot continue to pay these crazy prices at the store 
and, and the gas pumps, the only way to do that is to have demand destruction, meaning we slow the economy down enough to where you and me say, we're not going to go take that trip. We're not going to go buy this product. And so that's a, that's a dangerous game to play because we're really close to being in a stagflation economy, which means inflation's going up, but at the same time, you're not moving anywhere in terms of the economy, so people don't have the money to pay for stuff. I would say the glimmer of hope here is that we still have two job openings in this country for every one person looking, and we have a really tight job market. So as long as people are working, I think any recession we have, whether it's later this year or next year, it, it would be mild. Now, when you start seeing people being laid off, that's your cue, and that means we could have a recession that's a little more imminent and a little more severe. But look, we're going to have recessions. That's just norm, a normal part of the cycle. It's just we don't want one that's self-induced yeah. right, by the Federal Reserve. Which well, if you look at where we are now, and we're about to be out of time, but you look at where we are now, the first quarter GDP shrank. You got inflation. Uh, you, now we're seeing all kinds of barren store shelves, particularly with the baby food and all that. You got nominal wages, they went up 5.5% year on year, and with the 8.3 inflation, that means negative 2.8. And now we're talking about this. U.S. households are going to spend about $5,200 or $100 more per week for the same stuff you were buying last year. It's going to cost you over five grand this year for the exact same stuff or thereabouts. Um, if that doesn't slow things down, I don't know what will. Well, that's it, and it's kind of a it's kind of a, a governor, right? It's a self fulfilling prophecy. As prices go up, we automatically at some point say we can't afford these things, or we choose not to. And when you had free money and prices that were low, uh, people were buying stuff. Let's see if people start to slow down. Yeah, amen. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. We'll talk next week, if not sooner. Uh, that's Carl Eggers from CreatingRicherLives.com. You can check him out over there, and uh, and of course he'll be more than happy to talk with you and help you on any of those issues that you'd like to talk about. Ultra MAGA, the T-shirts, the caps, they're all available now. They're all over your feed, your news feed, whether you're on Twitter or Facebook or IG or whatever. Whatever, you can buy your Ultra MAGA. I don't know that many people are going to be buying Lori Lightfoot shirts. Lori Lightfoot, the mayor of Chicago, she uh, sat down and, uh, and, and tweeted a picture of herself. And the tweet said, I'm in Texas reading my damn book, any damn book I choose. No banning of books or thought ever. Well, you're right. She's the mayor of Chicago, and we don't ban books in Texas. <laughs> so pretty interesting. The mayor of Chicago had to come to Texas to read any book that she wanted to read. Um, we don't do that. It's places like Chicago and in California, places like that, that are banning books. We don't. We don't ban them here. Nancy Pelosi says the current Supreme Court is dangerous to families, to freedom in the country. She said Donald Trump was a creature who came in and put anti-family people on the Supreme Court. Really? Huh. I listened to every word of Amy Coney Barrett and Brett Kavanaugh's um, uh, testimony, and I would happen to say that the I would believe to say they're the most pro-family people that I've ever seen put on the Supreme Court, and I study all this quite a lot. But, hey, you know what, Nancy? You know more than anybody else in the room, or at least that's what you like to say. Where and Rima coming up after 7 o'clock. We'll address some of the shootings. We'll address what's going on at the border, and we'll address the very non-political Dr. Doom, Anthony Fauci, and his future. All that's coming up with Where and Rima next, KTSA.